What is up, Bible baddies? It's your girl, Dom. And Andrea. And today we have a special guest, Hannah yeah. Adams. This is the Hannah from Haley's episode, um, the one who envisioned the daisies. So if you need a prophetic word, <laughs> we have Elijah with us. <laughs> What's up, Bible baddies? I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Um, it is uh, quite an honor just to see the vision of where this has come from and where it's going, and um, I'm honored to share my story. It is, um, it's a lot. It's a bit all over the place, um, but a little bit about myself. I was born and raised a, a PK, a pastor's kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, lots of stories that come with that, uh, but I would say that I really didn't establish my relationship with the Lord until I was probably about 19. I actually did a YWAM, which stands for Youth with a Mission. Uh, so I was overseas in Australia for six months, uh, just going through like a discipleship training school. And through that, I think I had kind of just grown up over there. I was away from friends and family. I didn't have the influence of my closest people. And um, it was, I think, what I really needed to to learn like, okay, God, like it's you and me, like, all right, I'm, I'm in this, let's move forward. Uh, when I was 21, I went back to Australia and I staffed for about a year and a half. So, uh, I led mission trips all around Asia. I got to see some crazy cool biblical miracles, like deaf people, like hearing again and eyes opening and the lame walking. It's, it's wild. wild. It's wild. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. I'm like, have you mentioned Australia before? I don't. (laughs) That's awesome. I really don't mention it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was 20, 22, uh, leading, you know, between, uh, kids between 18 and 27 wow. know, overseas. And we went to Papua New Guinea and Indonesia and closed countries. And I've got wild stories wow. that I never thought I'd ever be in situations like that. Uh, some some scary thing, things too. But when you know that's where God has you, it doesn't feel so scary. It's just, mm. it feels like that's the safest place you can be because you know that's where God wants you in that moment. Um, so wow. I've gotten to see a lot of cool things, which is... Um, been an honor because you don't see many of those things here in the U.S. I think not miracles like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit of my backstory. Um, I feel like my relationship with the Lord now is um, it's got a definitely a solid foundation, and He's someone I know that I never want to do life without. Mm-hmm. I always want Him present in in all situations. Um, even the little ones, it's ridiculous. I'm like, okay, Lord, like, you know, what do you want to do here? <laughs> like, I don't want to do this without you. Um, I feel like through my journey with the Lord, I have learned that he speaks to me through pictures. Um, definitely through thoughts, I think, like most people. But I always get pictures, um, which is why I got that picture for Haley. Uh, it's funny because a lot of people, when I, I was fresh to that group, I was fresh. Yeah. You, she was. And, uh, I was, was we had day. split that. No, we had split that. And I remember because I was in, you and I were in the room, like in Amanda's little like computer room. Oh, I don't, so I wasn't there to witness it? No. no. And oh. I remember hearing about this and I was like, who is this Hannah girl? <laughs> bad way but i was like i know she's like day two and she's over here prophesying like, what's I happening love it. <laughs> it was so funny i know i, I, I was it. thinking too like yeah i'm fresh in this group you no were pretty timid too i feel like you know yeah. like you a didn't, little reserved yeah and so to just be like hey 
Yeah. God's trying to use me right now. <laughs> yeah. It was so it was so quick. It was so funny. It just the picture came and I asked her, you know, and 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 I'll get pictures like that for the Lord and half the time I'll marinate on it. Like, okay, what are you saying, Lord? Like, you know, what what um what are you saying to this so I can also deliver that? I never ever tell people just to picture and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. It's very, very rare. But that night, like it was just an instant daisy and I thought Okay, we'll just go with the flow. Holy Spirit usually shows up anyway. So, you know, I asked her, I said, does this mean anything to you? And she was like, nope. And I was like, well, Lord, okay. Like, (laughs) now I look like a dummy in front of all these kids. (laughs) I was obedient, Lord, you know. And and I just had the idea, like, let me search. Let me search this. What what does it mean? Like, you know, the Holy Spirit leads you through, through, you know, those little things. So I Googled it. And and then, you know, y'all know the rest that came, you know. And, um I think I actually interrupted them praying. And I was like, I'm sorry, you guys. I got to say this. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was cool. It was cool to be really, uh, truly an honor to be a part of her story. And just um, reminds me of the importance of obedience. Because there's been quite a few times when my walk with the Lord where he's like, do this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. just timid or fearful. Yeah. And I think just recognizing, man, the importance of obedience is... That's huge. So that's been encouraging for me. Um, but I do know the Lord's always spoken to me through pictures uh, for others and for myself. And uh, I've always been able to hold on to those things outside of scripture, of course. But pictures, I'm like, okay, God, like, I know this is you. Um, so that's where my story begins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forewarning, grab your tissues. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I need to preface that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, I did crack before coming, so <laughs> hopefully I'll be good. <laughs> um, so on the topic of, like, just miracles and, like, prophetic, um, the Lord and I have had quite the journey. Uh, I would like to start, I think, with this whole journey um, starting in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I actually got back from Australia in 2017, uh, fall of 2017, and I felt really lost and confused. Um, I will say... Uh, in YWAM you're in this like Christian bubble it's beautiful it's amazing like you're on this high of like Christianity and God and just the kingdom and then you come home and then you know you get a job and you're like what is life mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like what am I supposed to do yeah. like I just witnessed these miracles I just you know did x y and z and now I'm just you know waking up at nine o'clock you know not knowing what to do with my life and um I was dating my husband my now husband um, and I had just felt really depressed. I felt really off and I knew that something deeper was going on because that's not in my character. It's not in my family history. I've never, ever experienced depression. And I went to the doctors and they were like, you're fine. Um, can't find any issues, you know, just keep going. And so, uh, my husband and I got engaged in May, uh, of 2018 and got married in October of 2018. And that August, two months before the wedding, um, my husband and I were out for uh, dinner and he was like, your neck looks swollen. And I felt my neck and I knew, oh, it's my thyroid. Like, Mm -hmm. I have thyroid issues. My parents have had those issues. So it clicked. Like, everything I'm feeling, like my cold spells, my sweaty spells, like, this is my thyroid. So I went into the doctor, you know, told them, like, test this. They did. And they were like, wow, this is actually really bad. You have Graves' disease. Wow. Um, they they were like um my initial doctor was like 
putting me on high dosages of medicine. I had no idea what this was like. You know, I'd still yet to learn about all this. And I felt crazy, like emotionally, your thyroid affects your hormones. And I know looking back and I know in the moment, like I am crazy right now. Like this is not normal. And um, we're two months out from the wedding and I had two doctors and a nutritionist tell me to postpone the wedding. They were like, we don't think you should get married. To put all that stress on your body is going to make everything worse. Um, And I thought, I'm going to be so much more stressed if I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, this is two months away. Like, everything's paid for. (laughs) Yeah, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm going to be so much more stressed doing that. So um, I was like, no, I'm getting married. And uh, we were going on a a cruise. And they were like, well, we don't want you to go on the cruise just in case something happens. You shouldn't be in the sun right now. And I thought, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to do that. That's like the most peaceful place I can be right now, away from everyone and everything. Um, So there was a a lot of turmoil that happened during our engagement season with me just being like crazy hormonal and like just not feeling myself. Um, Right before the wedding, a month before the wedding, I started getting pain in my body where inflammation uh, would move in my body like I couldn't physically walk um there were times where my dad would have to carry me to the bathroom because I was in so much pain and I remember praying the week of the wedding like Lord will you please just will you please give me a break like I'm not even asking for you for healing I just need a break starting Wednesday <laughs> like I was specific <laughs> yeah right let's get it well, Wednesday like, yeah it's like everyone's flying in the wedding Saturday and I woke up Wednesday morning and no pain no swelling like at all and I thought okay god thanks like this is great you know and I had very 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 minimal pain twice during the honeymoon and never any of those symptoms since wow and I'm like what was that lord like even the doctors were like I don't know why this is happening to you like this isn't common with graves and I thought okay well whatever you know just thank you lord like I have this you know inflammation all over my body so with that Uh, over the last five years I've been dealing with this five years now the doctors have placed a lot of fear over me and over Travis of not getting pregnant Um, I've had multiple doctors tell me yeah don't get pregnant Um, your body's not gonna uh, carry the baby Um, you know x y and z will happen if you if you try Um, it's not even worth trying so they've just placed so much fear into um, getting pregnant so I had surrounded myself in that fear and just really thought, like, I need to go into remission before I get pregnant. Like, I have to go into remission. So I changed my diet. I got off most caffeine. Yeah, like, it's very rare that I have caffeine. You know, I'm, like, letting things go. Like, okay, I'm changing no toxic things, you know, making all these life changes and getting closer to remission. The doctors had told me, like, you're a toxic case. You'll never go into remission. We want to surgically kill, uh, remove your thyroid. We want to kill your thyroid. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Um, my parents went into remission, you know, so I just felt like there was hope. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just give this little brief um, statement that it was last year that my doctor had said, you know, you actually have a chance of going into remission. And I thought, hmm, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> surprise surprise um you're like i'm the one that told you i had this yeah (laughs) sure is how it felt (laughs) um yeah so 
that just consumed my life until last summer. I had started really like working that out with the Lord, like just kind of fighting my fears out with him. Like, I guess wrestling is the best term I can use. And, um, just asking the Lord, like to heal my body. Like I want to be healed from my thyroid issues. I want to be healed, you know, focusing on that. And I had done a lot of work, um, between me and the Lord and, you know, mental health and therapy and all that stuff to grow, um, out of fear. Fear has been something that I've dealt with my whole life. And, um, last summer the Lord started showing me a lot of things in regards to pregnancy, you know, basically saying like, you know, we've got this, like, you know, it's okay, you know, things like that to, to kind of bring me out of that fear a little bit. And, um, it was last summer, it was June of last summer. I was at church and this lady, uh, got a picture for me. She was like, Hey, I got a picture of you at the top of a slide and you were scared to slide down. And I thought, I know what this is about. Like, this is about getting pregnant. Like (laughs) I know exactly what this is about. Um, Travis and I talked about, you know, wanting to start trying in the fall and I was just scared. And, um, she had told me like in the picture, like God has propped, had propped me up onto that slide and it was time to go down. And the Lord was saying, you'll make the landing. And I thought, all right, Lord, like, all right, like we're chipping away at this fear. And the next day I was in church and worship and I got a picture of a race car. It was like on this racetrack, like everyone, you know, there was a race going on. Every, everyone was racing and this one car like had spun out. One of its tires had come off and it like, you know, was crashed. Like it couldn't keep going. And I was thinking like, okay, Lord, who's this picture for? You know, what do you want to say? And he was like, it's for you. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch, okay. Zero to a hundred. Let's go in. I was like, okay, what are we saying here? Like with one of the tires missing, the Lord had told me like, there's still a disconnect. Cause at that point I had felt like, man, I've worked so hard. Like, you know, I'm ready like to receive my healing or, you know, whatever you're going to do in this pregnancy. And the Lord was like, there's still a disconnect. And I thought, are you freaking kidding me? Wow. <laughs> like I've worked so hard over the last year to two years, just intentionally growing and learning boundaries and, and working through fear and all these things. And the Lord was like, your disconnect is trust in me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, but let's be honest. I'm going to work on that until the day I die. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's like fair. let's be honest, mm-hmm. Lord. Like, come on. And he's like, no, like, you need to learn to trust me um, with your pregnancy. And I, I knew that day processing that, that, I was so focused on remission and I had placed all my hope and faith and trust in remission because at that point, like I wouldn't have to rely on the Lord. I'd be relying on the doctors and my own body. Like, mm-hmm. okay, God, like, yeah, my body, my body's now ready. I, I know when my body's ready. The doctors tell me when my body's right. ready. So I was relying on them. I wasn't relying on the Lord. My trust mm-hmm. wasn't in him. Mm-hmm. So it was then that I knew okay, I'm definitely not going into remission before I get pregnant. Like, wow. this is the Lord showing me, like, I need to trust him and not in the doctors. You know, not in myself and my capabilities of changing my diet continually. So um, I was like, okay, God, like, all right. And and it was just 
this understanding of I have to trust you through a pregnancy. Like, okay, you're right. Yes, absolutely. That was a hard pill to swallow, but I, I knew that that was truth. Uh, so we fast forward, and a month later, I ended up getting pregnant. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, not planned, also not prevented. <laughs> Hey, Christian detail, community. Details like, key. <laughs> I'm married. Everything's good. Was it planned? <laughs> Risque. <laughs> so fun. Not planned. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, so I found out. So I ended up. I got pregnant in July. I didn't find out till August. Uh, I had actually taken two or three tests and they were all negative and I thought okay oh. there's no way like it must be my thyroid uh in the past my thyroid when it's broken out I've been late up to like five weeks five six weeks so I thought wow something's really going on with my thyroid like you know there's no way so one night um I thought okay I'll take one more test and this time it was the, digi- the digital one where it says mm. like pregnant or not pregnant and I walked away from it because I thought there's no way like there's no way, like, yeah. yeah, it's not even a thought or, you know, a concern. Right. So I walked away from the test and then I remembered, oh yeah, it's got to be done loading. And I went back and there it said pregnant and I thought, what the <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Shocked. <laughs> um, it was 1030 at night and I like went into the room where uh, Travis was laying down and I turned on the light and I was like speechless we were like both speechless like what Aww. wake up uh, yeah we did not sleep for a while we were like what the heck uh, so it was really cool just like you know wow lord like we didn't even we honestly didn't even think um it would happen so fast you know we thought we'd be in the waiting for so long because the doctors you know just the fear and that we might not even be able to get pregnant and all this stuff so we thought man this journey could even be years for us before we get pregnant so it was just like it felt like a blessing in the aftermath of wow lord like thank you we didn't have to go through the process and the grieving of man it didn't happen this month maybe next month and and I say that so um, humbly because I know so many people who are going through that and I feel so much for them. And I just, I had felt like that was an honor, like from the Lord, like, thank you. Like, I can't believe, you know, this has happened. Um, there was a little bit of fear in that, uh, in finding out pregnancy because a few weeks before I was in a car accident and had to get x-rays yeah. and just life was crazy and you know, it turns out everything's fine. I was like, okay. Um, preg- uh, the first trimester was really rough. There was a lot of vomiting in all sorts of places. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was like, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. Parking lots, restaurants. Oh, it was no. terrible. Oh. It was brutal. Okay, I get it now too. Oh. It took you a while too. Okay. I was thinking like she said vomiting in all oh. sorts of places. I was thinking bodily. <laughs> no, same. Is and it then, not bodily? Yeah, no, it's not. It's parking lot. Oh, like actual places. Oh. Yeah, it just. Yeah, I was like, oh, the body does weird things. Oops. Got it. Got it. <laughs> oh, oh man, okay. I'm just trying to be not paint pictures, but yeah, I was throwing <laughs> <Help>. up. <laughs> Oh, I had therapy one day for after the accident on, on my hand and. um I had left therapy and I went to my car and I was like, oh, this is happening. Just throwing up right there in the parking lot. It was just everywhere. It was rough. Um, 
but during that time I actually uh, I was off my thyroid medication for about eight to ten weeks because um, on the medication you can't be on certain medications uh, that's it's not safe for pregnancy so I was off my medications and I started getting thyroid episodes I knew I knew I knew what it was I was excessively sweating. It was August too, which was uh, brutal. Yeah. You know, on the verge of like passing out. I had heart palpitations or I had, yeah, um, it was really bad. So I was like getting in with a doctor. I was like, I need to get back on med- some sort of medication. Like, you know, so on top of like all of the vomiting and, you know, all the other things that come with um, all the changes in the first trimester, which are not all fun at all. Um, I had all these episodes with my thyroid. So once I got back on medication, that kind of mellowed out, which was really nice. I'm like, oh, okay. So pregnancy can be nice, like in the second trimester. <laughs> we're, back to, we're, back to, we're back to that. So it was nice. Um, and I, I mean, I definitely did have fear creep in here and there of like, it's eight weeks we've made it, you know, it's 12 weeks, like, we're making it, you know, um, yeah, she's still in there, there's still heart, heartbeat, you know, like, man, God, thank you, and then, um, the 20-week, uh, scan came, the anatomy scan, up until this point, we were working with a midwife, uh, so my desire was to have a home birth, which is very out of character for old Hannah, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, I talked my husband into it. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I just feel no fear with the idea of a home birth, which is amazing for my mm-hmm. personal growth. So we are working with a midwife and um, I was one of her first cases with Graves disease. A few other midwives I talked to were like, yeah, we don't feel comfortable taking your case. Um, a lot of doctors considered me high risk because of my Graves disease. And I thought, no, like, there's no way. Like, there's got to be someone out there who believes you know, and what I want. So I met this with midwife who's amazing, has so much experience. Um, and then like looking back, I know it was the Lord that connected us. And she, she had told me, we're going to connect you with an MFM. He is like a specialist OB. He like looks for abnormalities. She was like, he knows graves. He knows it better than I do. Um, we're going to let him make the call at the end of the day if you can have a home birth. We're all three going to work together through your whole pregnancy. And I thought, perfect. Like, this is great. Like, I have another person here who's on board. He's pro-midwife. So I don't have to be in fear of, like, you know, a doctor trying to pressure me if it's not, like, necessary. Mm-hmm. So we went to this doctor. I'll call him Dr. C, which is not... Nowhere in his name, but I'll call him Dr. C. <laughs> I want to be respectful of him. Um, so I went to Dr. C. He did our scan. Um, I had no idea at that time that he was a believer. Um, he's just a regular MFM that I went to. Uh, Travis was with me. We did the anatomy scan. And we sat with him, and we were looking through all the slides, and everything was great. He was like, yeah, I don't see any um, genetic issues based off of, you know, the bone structures in her face. Like, she looks great. And then the last slides were of the heart. And he had changed his position, his sitting positioning, like his body language changed. Mm -hmm. And I thought, dang, like, yep, he found something. Like, Mm -hmm. man, this stinks. So he... He talked with us through, um, at the time he thought that she had hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which basically I can't look at you. I know, please don't. <laughs> um, <Sorry. laughs> I love you. Um, he 
it was basically saying like the left side of her heart basically didn't develop correctly so she only had three chambers and the third one wasn't working properly is what I had taken from that conversation so only two chambers were like actively pumping um and so in that Travis and I are like (laughs) everything in our world has just flipped upside down um and he was so kind he was so kind to us he was so gentle with us you know just processing like you know I'm so sorry like I have to be the one to tell you this you know and when I was sitting with him you know like trying to hold myself together he had told me he was like you know it's nothing that you've done he was like we actually don't know why this happens he's like we we actually don't know. We think it's linked to genetics, but there's still not enough to know why this happens. So he told me verbatim, he was like, you know, I want you to know, like, it's not the wine you accidentally drank at four weeks. It's not your thyroid medication. It's not, um, it's not anything you've done. And he said verbatim, he was like, any thoughts of condemnation, you tell them, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. And I thought, okay, Dr. C, like, dang. (laughs) I was fully thrown, like, wow, Lord, like, you're here. Like, you're here, too. And I could, Travis and I both just felt, like, the gentleness of the spirit in the room, you know, like, thank you. Like, looking back, I needed to hear that uh, in that moment. Like, that helped me so much moving forward not to question, like, what did I do wrong? Which I still did. (laughs) You know, he had said that the heart takes eight weeks to develop. And then once it's after eight weeks, it's just, it just grows. So it's eight in the first eight weeks that this happened. And I had just sat there like, what did I do the first eight weeks? Like, Mm -hmm. what did I take? And, and nothing came. And I knew that that was the Lord. Mm -hmm. He was protecting me. Like, I didn't feel guilty, like, you know, well, I did this, you know, or I did that, or, you know, I was in the accident, you know, I, I got x-rays, you know, I mean, that, that's true, but I just thought, wow, Lord, like, you, you really knew I needed to hear that up front, and Travis and I look back, and we're like, wow, we're so grateful for this doctor to, you know, so boldly, he had no, he has no idea who we are, yeah. <laughs> he has no idea we're, you know, Bible-believing people, you know, and and for him to say that was just like, wow, Lord, like, thank you. Like, we, I really needed that. Uh, so we walked away, we processed, and uh, those were some very dark days right after, uh, you know, just processing and asking all the questions, you know, like, why? Yeah. Why Why is this my story? Why is this our story? Um, and, you know, just like, just angry. Like, what? Like, yeah um so yeah lots of emotions and um I had text our church's prayer team like right away I was like I just know I need people to pray so I had text a lady who runs the prayer team at church and I was like we need prayers like for our daughter like you know this is the statistics they've given us you know um, with it, you know, comes three open heart surgeries, one starting at the first two weeks of life, 
the second at four to six months old and the third at three years old and then they would need to be a heart transplant that happens between the 20s and 30s and they had said that they don't start with a heart transplant because the body usually starts rejecting it after I think 30 or 40 years I'm not sure um but yeah that's what they they didn't they don't want to start with that and just processing like not just one heart surgery but like three or four or you know whatever her case is and um yeah it's just a lot to process and the doctor told us he was like this is gonna be a million dollar baby yeah and if not more and I'm like wow like it's this mountain like (laughs) this is huge you know um and the first text we got back um the first text we got back from the church's prayer team, it was about two hours after we had found out. And it was this lady from church. She had said, as I'm reading this text about Hannah, I immediately get a picture of a pair of hands inside her womb. Working on that precious baby's heart. It is as if her heart is being re-knit and made perfect. There will be no need for surgery and the doctors will be amazed at this miraculous work of God. It will open doors for Hannah to share her faith and to give God the glory. And I, like, saw that. And I just, like, kind of threw my phone, like, yeah, okay, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, great. It it almost felt like it just dismissed, dismissed everything I heard, right? Like, the Lord has got this. But at the same time, it was, like, so profound that that was the first thing we got back was, like, no, God's got this. And, um, it's something we've just sat with of like, Lord, like that would be amazing. (laughs) You know, something that truly is impossible, like you can do. Um, and so, yeah, we got some other messages from people. We started telling family and friends, like everybody, like we just need prayer. Like we need prayer more than anything and you know I started getting flooded with really encouraging um messages from people prayers songs you know um it's actually really cool with the amount of people that it's felt like they've matched our faith or have had more faith in us um so it feels like other people's faith is almost carried us in our own faith it's been so crazy to be in this situation where it's like wow lord like other people like believe and know that you can do this too it's just a matter of if you're gonna do this um I've seen so many healings but I've also seen people not get healed that have um you know prayed for it and believed for it and I've just come to the conclusion like yeah I'll never understand healing like I will always question why are some people healed and others aren't you know and I sit in that, but I, I also still know, like, God is good, and I will never understand why he makes the decisions he does, um, but I do know that he is loving, and whether he heals our daughter or not, like, he is good, and I know that he is with us, um, but yeah, I mean, that question is still there, like, why do you heal some people, and why don't you heal others, you know, and will you heal my daughter, you know, um, so I was pretty angry for, about two weeks, I was telling the Lord, like, I don't want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to get any pictures from you. Like, I'm not ready to talk to you. I've gotten pictures in the past before that 
I placed my own expectation on of the timing and the timing just didn't happen or the timing still hasn't happened for some of my pictures and so that's led me to feel discouraged of well did I hear you right did I hear you and it's like well no I know that was God I just I guess I placed my own timing on it Mm -hmm. and so after we found out about our daughter I thought yeah I don't want any pictures like some of your pictures are vague I don't want to put any hope to what you tell me like it's not going to be what I want to hear and um I had told them again one day I was like I don't want to get a picture from you like I'm not ready and so quickly the thought came to me and and it I know it was him he had said that's why I gave the picture to the lady at church he had he had named her that's why I gave the picture to her and I just started sobbing because he knew and I knew that there would be more credibility of that picture coming from someone else and not given directly to me. Yeah. And in the picture that she gave me, there's a time frame on that. It's not vague. In my womb. We've got mm-hmm. three months, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, Lord, like, yeah, you're right. I would not have taken anything from you. And... And I know that's the Lord because I, one, didn't have time to think. I had no time to think that thought. And two, it was instant. That's why I gave the picture to her. And I thought, whoo, okay. Wow. Uh, Wow, Lord. Okay. So uh, sometime in this time frame, we had gone to see our midwife. And, you know, I had asked her, can we keep our our one session left? you know, we can't afford moving forward with you with all these new costs. And she goes, absolutely. Um, she had told us, you know, I, I normally charge three something per appointment, but I'm only going to charge you 150 and I'm going to comp you for last month's. And I thought, wow, like, thank you. That's unheard of. That's a blessing. Yeah. Like, we really appreciate it. So while we were meeting with them, you know, we were just telling them that we're so grateful for them and, you know, if we were supposed to meet her just so we could meet Dr. C, like there's importance in that. Like we know that, you know, our past crossing was the Lord as well. And, um, she told me, uh, you know what? We're going to keep seeing you. We're going to see you for two more visits. And I thought, okay. And she was like free of charge. And I thought, what? (laughs) Like what? She was like, yeah, the Lord told me an hour ago. And I thought, wow. Cause we are not in a place to afford that now. And uh, I just started crying, and she was like, we, we are going to be your sense of normalcy in this time. And, and that is what they have been for us. Like, when we go see her, it's just a normal pregnancy. Like, it's exciting, you know. We get to hear our daughter's heartbeat, you know. We get to talk to them about, you know, what, what we had dreamed for her birth. Um, and... Uh, Backtracking here, the doctors have told us that they want me in Houston 36 weeks, a month before I'm due, to, you know, be close to the hospital. That's really, the, they want me to get birth, and, you know, the reality is Travis has to stay here and work while I'm there, and that's just not a fun thing to process. You know, so the midwife, she had told us, she was like, you know what, we're going to see you up until you're 36 weeks, like, free of charge. Like, we're going to see you all the way up until we, the end, and I thought, wow, Lord, like, Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Uh, So that's been like a huge blessing. You know, the Lord's providing in all sorts of ways. And a week later, I had, I have a dream and I'm not a dreamer. I have weird dreams, you know, that make no sense or, you know, scary dreams. (laughs) 
and um I had this dream one night and it was Jesus he had like kind of taken my hand and he was like okay kid like it's time we're gonna have a talk and you know up until this point I had told him like I'm not ready to talk to you and so in the dream he had taken me and he had sat me down at a table and he sat across from me and he was like it's time like we're gonna have this talk and I thought okay you know just this little kid like yes dad yeah. <laughs> and he had shared some very intimate details with me that I probably will share someday, but I won't yet. Yeah. Uh, but in the dream, he had also named some very specific people that would be a witness to this miracle. And I thought I had woken up in the middle of the night and wrote like everything down. I wrote their names down. And it's people that I would not have ever thought of, you know, and... I thought, okay, I woke up from that, and these people have been brought up to our attention over the last few weeks, and it's like, we can already see God moving from what he's told us in that specific dream, which makes us feel like there's validation to that dream, and he was so clear, they're going to be a witness to this miracle, and I'm like, all right, so you're going to do it, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm looking for hope here, like, wow, Lord, okay. Uh, so there's all these little things that we can hold on to, you know, our Christian doctor, you know, um, our midwife who's just, you know, blessing us, you know, dreams and, you know, prophetic pictures from other people. And, um, we went back to Dr. C a few weeks ago and we were sitting with him, you know, he was looking at her heart again. He was like, uh, everything's the same. They actually ended up finding out it's the right side of the heart, not the left so she has hypoplastic right heart syndrome. Um, so her uh, right ventricle um, is incredibly tiny. It's not big enough. Um, there's no blood pumping through there. And there's no tricuspid valve, which the valve is supposed to open and close to release like blood flow in and out. And that's just not there. Um, he said it looked like um, like scar tissue. So I didn't just it just didn't form correctly. So I had asked Dr. C, I was like, what needs to happen specifically for her heart to be whole? And he goes, you mean like when it was forming? And I said, no, right now. (laughs) And I said, we're praying people and we have a lot of people praying and I'm praying specifics. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, okay then. (laughs) (laughs) And he went over and he wrote it down for us and he drew a picture and he was like, we need the tricuspid valve to be created. We need... Um, increased blood flow to the lungs and we need um, we need that right ventricle to grow and I said okay uh, I'm going to share that with people and he said uh, well why don't we pray right now and I thought what (laughs) never in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine praying with a with a doctor and him initiating it so we held hands uh, Travis our doctor and I held hands and he prayed for us and he prayed the specifics and we felt like who better to pray the specifics than our doctor he knows exactly what needs to happen yeah and um we were crying and he cried with us and uh it was just so encouraging he shared a miracle that he's seen before and you know shared that he got to go and and share that testimony at, at churches of like the science you know this is what science tells us but God you know but God yeah. did this and my two prayers going into that that appointment was one that they wouldn't find any additional issues with her 
and two, that we wouldn't walk away discouraged, and they didn't find any additional issues, which I was grateful for, and we walked away encouraged, and it was just such a blessing to have that time with our doctor, who was so gentle, but also knows who God is, and uh, yeah, it was just so encouraging. It's like, man, Lord, like, you really are with us every step of the way, Um, and there's just been so many situations, like, through this time. So during my first semester, I was actually in grad school for my first semester and that was brutal. And I had finals on Friday and I had finished and I was so grateful to be done. And four days later is when we found out about her heart condition. And I thought, wow, Lord, that was a nice four days. Like, I'm really grateful I didn't find this out while I was in that semester Mm -hmm. or I would not have finished um, well. And Um, in that as well with my current job, uh, I'm a driver's ed instructor. I was a driver's ed instructor and I knew that I no longer wanted to be in the car because, you know, I'm risking so much more now. And so my job was coming to an end and it was my second to my last day of work where we had no idea. We had no idea what I was going to do for work. Like I'd applied everywhere. No one was calling me back. It was Christmas. I was like, Lord, we need financial help. Like we are not going to be able to pay rent for where we just moved. And, you know, I just had felt like, okay, God, well, all right, here we are again, you know? And it was my second last day to work and a family member had reached out to us and had given us some finances. They were like, we feel like Uh, the Lord wants to take the stress off of you in this area. And it was a substantial amount for us to like breathe, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then a couple hours after that, my boss had approached me and she was like, hey, like I actually found, um, I can offer you, you know, this amount, you know, for this much. And, um, you know, it was less than full time, which is what I needed. Like I can't work full time, you know, I have a lot to prepare for. And it was like, wow, you know, and, and, um, she had offered me to work from home, which is what I had been looking for and I was praying for. And it was like, wow, Lord, like, you really do always come in the 11th hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, Time doesn't exist to him. No. Yeah, it's, yeah. No. I almost feel like it's like a joke. Like, I got you. Here I yeah. am. Like, wow. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, let's rewind to the first part of the story. I can't be under stress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes like man okay yeah so so he's he's been providing every step like now I got you here we go like I got you here's this and um a few weeks ago I got another picture from the Lord and we were walking down this path and the path had ended and all he had told me was stay here and in the picture it was so so um real he had continued moving forward and he had a shovel and he was literally like breaking ground in front of me to build a new path and in the picture he was like way off in the distance so I was there for a hot minute like he was just working and all he said was stay here and I'm like yeah Lord like you have been doing that for us like you have gone mm-hmm. before us in so many ways mm-hmm. and I know that you're going to keep doing that and I just have to trust those two words like yeah I just have to sit here and and just wait. And that's like the hardest part, I think, for anybody in any waiting season, you know. Yeah. yeah. Is the action of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, 
I think we all so badly want to know. But, but like, when, Lord? You mm-hmm. know, can you just give me an ETA, a time frame? Um, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so hard in that season of waiting not to question or not to lose hope, especially when things are stagnant because you're like, where, where are you? What are you doing? And he's still doing stuff, you know? And there's stuff we will never see that he does and there's stuff that we will see, you know? wow, Lord, you were there, you know, or that's what you were doing. Wow. You know, it's just, it's just a part of the walk with him. And, uh, this last Sunday at church, I was again in worship and I got another picture and we, we bring the circle back around to the race car and it was a race car. Uh, it was racing. All the cars were racing. It was a racetrack. And I felt the Lord saying, like, you're in the race now. Mm. Like, we've got the trust there. And I thought, oof. That's good. (laughs) I have chills. (laughs) Like, all right. Like, all right. I'm I'm getting to where I need to be with you, Lord. Like, my heart is where it needs to be with you. And that doesn't dismiss, like, still my sadness or my frustration or like, my anger, because I still feel that at times of, like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck? Maybe not anger now, but just just the questioning. And I think through all of these things, I think Travis and I both have just realized how much bigger this bigger than, than us this is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the people that our stories are already um, affecting, it's like, wow, this really is a lot bigger than us. Yeah. And I don't think that clicked until we were with our doctor and he was praying with us. And he, she, there's a lot more to that story. But when we were talking with him, it was just like this revelation of, wow, like this, this is so much bigger than, than us and her and our story, you yeah. know, our family. Um, and there's a couple of scriptures through all of this that's helped with my emotions. And the first one is First Samuel one ten, And it's where Hannah's like crying out to the Lord, you know, asking for her son and in the scripture it says that hannah uh wept bitterly and prayed to the lord and i just thought i don't know that just was releasing for me like Mm -hmm. yeah i can be bitter i can Mm -hmm. be mad (laughs) i can be sad i can um i can feel all of these emotions while still coming to you you know like any good dad right yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i can i can be a hot mess here yeah uh but i'm still really angry (laughs) yeah i'm not angry at you but i'm very angry you know um and so I sat in that for the first few weeks of just going through all of the emotions, like being just so frustrated and um, sad and, you know, heartbroken of what does this entail for our future? Because not only we knew, right, like, okay, our, our life is changing. We're having a baby. Yay. Um, but this is a different change. It's not just we now have another mouth to feed and, you know, someone to watch and love on. It's a dedication to the hospital for the next five years, yeah. you know, and money that we don't have, yeah, you know, and a strain on the marriage that wouldn't be there otherwise, you know, having to be apart for times because he needs to work and I can't, you know, just all these things where it's like, wow, life is really going to be changing. Yeah. Um, And in that, uh, a lot of questions had come in the beginning for myself of, like, well, what does this look like? Like, how do you still, to be fully transparent, like, how do you find joy 
in a pregnancy knowing like her days could be limited and I mean we know all of our days are limited right but like that should be like elderly years you know and Mm -hmm. and her days could be limited where it's the first week you know or we only have five months or you know she makes it to her 20s you know with the statistics they've given us it's like how do you not wake up every day just questioning like is she gonna wake up like is she good um so questions came like do I still have a baby shower do I still ask you know invite people obviously we want to celebrate but do I ask people to get gifts like I might not need these things you know and um you know do I still get a crib do I still get a rocking chair you know do I still set up her room you know just all these all these questions for myself you know um and I was reading in James uh James chapter 2 where it talks about faith without works is dead I was reading uh, in it it talks about Abraham um it's James 2 22 where it says, you see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. And it's talking about Abraham with his son, Isaac. And, um, I think that had just really clicked for me. I really started asking the Lord, what do I need? What are my steps of faith to complete my faith? What action steps do I take? And so for myself, it was okay. I will still get the nursery ready. You know, I'll, what clothes we have been given, like, I'm going to wash them, you know, we're going to have a baby shower, you know, we're going to go along with this, like, yeah, however long we have her, like, we're going to be prepared to bring her home, and um, that's just really challenged my faith of what steps do I take in faith to, to complete my faith, and um, more people have gotten pictures for us, you know, that, you know, she's going to be healed, and and we know God can do it. We just, we're just stuck with it's a matter of if, if he'll do it. Yeah. And, you know, with some of the pictures we've gotten, it's it's weird to be in a place of waiting when there's kind of a deadline, mm-hmm. you know. I've been processing the last few days. We're, you know, all of us are in some sort of season of waiting at some point, And there's never an end time frame. It's just when God actually brings us out of that season but with these pictures and what, what people are speaking, it's like, it's in the womb. That's three months. Like, God, you've got three months, mm-hmm. you know. And that's a weird place to be in. Yeah. It's exciting, but also like, wow, three months. Like, are you going to do it or not, mm-hmm. you know. And we went to our cardiologist last Tuesday. And we were looking at everything, you know. Same news. It's the right side. And. Travis had told our cardiologist, he was like, we're praying people, you know, we're praying. And I had mentioned, I was like, you still don't see like the tricuspid valve, right? Because that needs to be created. And he was like, no, that's not there. And he was like, you know, I'm all for miracles. I'm all for praying. Um, But for a tricuspid valve to be created, it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I laughed and I told the Lord, you heard that, Lord? You heard that? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Like, come on. (laughs) I had, um, I had just been reading, like, the Lord doesn't want to be tested. Like, mm-hmm. don't test the Lord. And I, I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, those sure sound like testing words to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, Travis and I, Travis and I left the hospital, like, actually kind of, like, like, giggling about that. Like, man, 
yeah, Lord, Lord's the only one that can do it, but the Lord likes to prove people wrong. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much in scripture. So it almost felt like a releasing of like, all right, Lord, like, come on, like, you only you can do it. And yeah, thinking about what actually needs to be done is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, wow, that would be wild. But at the same time, like, he's done so much in scripture and so much even today. It's like, this is nothing for you. Like, you just literally need to speak and it'll be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this, like, all of this recognizing, like, the enemy, it really truly feels like he just came to steal this from us. Mm-hmm. Like, the joy and the excitement and... um with our first initial visit with Dr. C, when he had told us about it, about her heart, uh, I had asked him at the very end, I was like, I just need to know for myself, could I have had a home birth with my thyroid? You know, all, again, all the doctors told me I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I was high risk. It's not okay. And I just needed to know for myself if I could have done that. And he said, yeah, you could have. He was like, your numbers are great. There's no reason you couldn't have had that. And I thought, wow, the enemy sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> preach (laughs) you literally just came to steal that like you know and um i had told the midwife that she was like i asked him the same thing and you know (laughs) just like on the same page like wow enemy really does like to come steal a lot of things from a lot of people Mm -hmm. um yeah so god has just been he's been in it through all of it and we're seeing that and it's been really encouraging i mean there's still times where it's yeah, this is really heavy for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have anyone on either side of our families that have genetic heart issues, so it's also hard to accept this. Yeah. And that's what the doctors are saying. Like, it's genetic, and we're like, well, yeah. that's crazy, you know. So, I don't know. We know there's purpose in our story. Um, we'll see what God does over the next three months, but we're just going to continue walking in faith. Like, Lord, only you can do it. Um, we're going to believe for it. We're going to prepare for it. But if you don't, um, we're still going to move forward yeah. with you like the boys did in the fire. Shadrach, yeah. Shadrach mm-hmm. Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they they still went into the fire. They were like, God will show up for us. And if he mm-hmm. doesn't, like, we're still not going to bow down. So that's kind of our heart attitude right now. Whatever the Lord does, he's going to do. But we're still praying and still asking everybody to pray too. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> All the prayers. Would you mind sharing your due date so we know specifically when yes. and how much time we have? Um, it's end of April. Okay. Say end of April. Cool. Yeah. That's my birthday. Yes. Oh, tying this back around. Ooh. Let's tie. So I had asked Haley if Daisy's meant anything to her and I had wanted to buy a ring for my daughter's birth month of April. Uh-huh. Um, just for something for me to hold on to. And when I had liked up the birth month for April, it was Daisy's. Stop. Yep. That's so yeah. cool. And then it turns out Haley's birthday's in April. And I'm wow. like, so Daisy's mean more to you than, than we all knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. I love that you said tie back because the whole time I was thinking too, you talk about how God gives you these pictures and how the woman with the Jesus' hand in your womb, he used her to help portray that to you just as you he used you to portray that yeah. to Haley. Yeah. Because Haley would have probably never believed it it's either, true. you know? It's true. And so I think it's so beautiful how God uses other people yes. to portray a message yeah. of hope and faith and all the beautiful things. Well, that's what I, you and I, I think, had talked about it of when you get a word from the Lord and even if it's as simple as like, hey, roll down your window and say Jesus loves you. Like, God has, without you, like, 
you aside, God has purpose in that, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you sleep on a demand that God has given you, Mm -hmm. you're not, you might, it might be so mundane to you, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to tell her about a a flower. Like, what is that going to do for her? You know, but like that gave Haley's story hope. And it was Mm -hmm. so much to her. Like she would have gone to that church service and gotten those daisies and just maybe thought like, oh, name's Hannah. Cool, fun. You know, I know a Mm -hmm. Hannah, whatever. But like it meant so much more to her. And the fact that the word was relaxed, like she could have missed that if Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have spoken up, you know? And the same thing now, like you now know, like we have three months, Mm -hmm. like there's a time frame on this message. Like, and if that woman would have been like, I just feel weird. I don't want to say anything because who knows? Like, You know, it's just such an encouraging story of, like, lean into the weird and the abnormal of life and, like, lean into God. Like, stop walking by this world. It doesn't know anything. Like, if I've learned anything about anything, it's that it knows nothing, you know? And that's just such an important message on its own. I really loved your story about um, your picture about the racetrack and the missing wheel. And I just... I felt like, uh, oof, you know, like the Lord was speaking to me just in that moment of like, what am I lacking in my relationship with God that, you know, and like you being so real and authentic about saying like, God, I've done this. I put effort in like, there's your side of growing up in it. And there's my side of not. And so entering into this world, it's almost like a magic trick. And you think you've rubbed the genie's bottle and like, I'm a Christian now, you know? And so here I'm going to, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to live by these laws and I'm going to put Jesus first. But then I start doing all those things and the things don't happen the way I want them to though. And I'm like, well, Jesus, where are my three wishes? You know? And like, he's not a genie. He just wants the bare minimum, like obedience, faith, and trust. Where is that? And like, it's really quite simple, you know, but we try to take it into our own hands. And I love that the Lord kind of checked you of like, I know you've been with me. Like, I think it's even cool of like, you know, I always say like, who's riding with me? Like in the fact that he gave you a car, like he's riding with you. And like, he didn't let you like die in that crash in that vision, you know, like he was like, you're still going that there's no harm in this crash. You just need to like pull over and get a new tire. Like, let's go, you know? (laughs) And like, it's just how much stuff are, where do where does our cars need tuned up you know like that we're not paying attention we're like oh i need an oil change but i'm just gonna keep it going like i do that all the time like i can't really afford it right now whatever like just keep driving and then like something else happens like dang it i should have just got the oil change like and i think that's something to say too like god's like if you would just fix this one thing but if you do not there's going to be so many more things that build Mm. on on top of this one thing fix this thing and i'm telling you you know Mm -hmm. like i've got the rest but if you do not all these other things will happen yeah and then you'll just be sitting there mad at me for nothing, you know? That was good. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it really spoke to me, bro. No, I was like, here's a word. <laughs> you know what else I thought was so cool? That. In her story, you were saying how um, when you got off, when you got off your medicine, yeah. you were like crazy. And you know how they say in sickness and health? Yeah. I love how you two embodied that before marriage. <laughs> it's like, you know that man's going to be there for the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I still tell him to this day, man, I feel so bad for you during that time. (laughs) I loved it. I was like, he still married her. Wasn't helping that crazy. Right. (laughs) I will say too, when I found out I was pregnant uh, that first month, that was the closest, that's the closest I've ever been to remission for my thyroid. I'm telling you like just numbers away from Mm -hmm. being in, technically being in remission, uh, which is why I was able to get off the medication. And I thought, wow, Lord, like, this is so cool. I wanted to be in remission to be pregnant, but mm-hmm. knew that 
I would place all my trust in that, not in the Lord. But here we are on the other side of doctors saying, like, there's no hope for my thyroid. And here I am pregnant, and I'm still close to remission, you know? And I yeah. thought, wow. that's just how I, yeah, I think just a reminder of God really does have the final say at the end of the day. Yeah. In mm-hmm. any situation, in any story, if we let him. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that's too, like, them saying you won't get to remission, you know, and here you are numbers away. You're almost there and you still have time to get there. You know, it's going to happen. And then now here you're sitting here saying this doctor said, yeah, for this too, it won't happen. Right. And you're three months away Yeah. and you're almost there and it will happen, you mm-hmm. know, cause we are praying for you Yeah. and it will happen. Yeah. It will. I remember yeah. when you texted the group, cause I, I could be remembering this incorrectly, but I do believe that you and I had had dinner before you found out. And I think so. We had never hung out one on one before. Um, we obviously saw each other once a week. Um, but that dinner, we really got to get to know each other, you know? And then we spent another two hours in the parking garage. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like honestly, at dinner, we kind of were like, like, okay, next topic, next topic. And then yeah. we got to the parking garage, and that's when it just like, yeah. You know, 11th hour, right? Yeah. And we stood there for two more. And I just feel like, and I walked away and I was like, whoa, you know? And then yeah. a few days later, we get this text message from you explaining the situation. And I, I'll tell you what, when you talk about anger, like, I was mad. Like, I think it's the first time truly, like, being a Christian, I knew I wasn't mad at God. Yeah. But I was so mad at the situation yeah. more than I I have been in in him in years honestly and I just yeah. thought like how can you how can you withhold so much from this person for her whole life in different seasons and things and then give her this thing you know prove everyone wrong yeah. and then he, now we now this yeah like, I was mad, and I, and I had to, like, check myself because I was like, I know that I'm not mad at God. I'm not mad at him. I'm mad, like, I'm mad that, like, he knew it would happen, yeah. you know? And, like, yeah. I know he didn't not stop it. It's just, like, my brain, like, went right. to just this, like, you have the power to stop it, so why are you not? But I know that there's something in this, and, like, I know, but, like, why her? Like, yeah. why Hannah? And, like, not to say, like, not to say, like, someone else deserved it more than you, you know, but it, right. it's just like to know you so intimately in those moments and then just be like, oh, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Like, really? You made these things so difficult for her. And then like now another thing. And like, yeah. it just hit me. And every time I thought about it, like I would cry. I was sitting at work. I remember and you texted us and I just sat there and started crying. I was so mad. Like, yeah. and it, and it's just something that like, I've, I've watched my other friends like walk through things that have not hit me in, in the same way. And, you know, I've been yeah. sad for them, but like, this is like, it hit me so hard and I was just, yeah. you know, I don't know how to read it. I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same anger. <laughs> yeah. So. And the same questioning too of, of why. I don't right. understand, you know. And it just leads me back to like, the enemy really sucks. Like I, I just yeah. feel like he's trying so hard to steal this and, you know, Lord, why, why haven't you done this yet? Or, I mean, actually going into our last few appointments, I knew like it's just not time. Yeah. Like, the Lord likes to get all the glory. Yeah. He likes to get everything. And then when the doctor said that, I was like, well, there you go. There's more, <laughs> some more glory for you, Lord. Right. Like, And I know he likes to come in the 11th hour. And I asked the doctor, I was like, when is the last scan that you'll do on her before the, the surgery? 
I was like, I need to know when the last one is, mm-hmm. you know, the 11th hour. That's the last one. And then, it, and then that's it. And he said, uh, they'll do one, uh, they'll do one after she's born. Mm-hmm. They'll do one more after she's born to make sure. And, uh, my mom had shared with me a few weeks ago of one of her pastor's friends, family members, they needed to do open heart surgery on their baby. And they took her in for one more scan before the surgery and her heart was fine. Mm-hmm. They were wow. like, what? okay we don't have to do this now no. and i thought wow if you could just come a little bit sooner than that <laughs> <laughs> that is really the 11th hour That'd be great. that is 12 on the dot <laughs> yes yes they wanted to be in houston but they'll be opening up a hospital in austin so wow. we might have the opportunity to stay here uh, but it would be one of the hospital's first cases for her and um we did find out this last week she might be a good candidate for a stint instead of the first surgery being open heart Mm-hmm. so that's good news yeah that's great mm-hmm. news that it would just be a stent she'd still have to do the other open heart surgeries but the first one would just be a stent um and we might be able we might be, be staying here depending on a lot um so we're just praying which route to go through there's a lot to process we're applying for housing and figuring out financial stuff we feel like moving forward in the planning is what we need to do emotionally we need to be prepared for that you know um, and we feel like it's using wisdom to move forward in making those arrangements. But we still have full faith that he's going to do it. We know, God, you're going to mm-hmm. come through. Like, this is it. Like, let's go. Like, you're I, on display. Um, We're on display. Our story is yeah. out there. You know, have your way. We're taking, we're taking steps of faith. We're using wisdom to make plans. Um, but still fully believing. Like, let's go, God. You can yeah, do this. Absolutely. I know I have full faith. Yeah, every time do. I pray, it's weird. I'm like so casual about it. I'm like, no, it's gonna happen. She has faith for yeah. everyone. I don't understand it. I'm I like, it. for me though, forget it. I'm like, never. But other people, I'm like, oh no, I know it's gonna happen. This yeah. is the miracle baby of the century. Yeah. Like I'm not like I just know yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I truly feel that. I know with your faith and just, I mean, even the Bible baddie circle in general, everything we've prayed over has come true. Yeah. and I truly it's think true. that we are all coming together and we're praying her heart and I just, I know it. Yeah. I know it. I'm excited to meet her. I'm like, I'm like, ready. I'm already ready. I'm like, Me let's too. go. <laughs> Y'all are literally the best group. Like, best support. What are, what's some good advice you have for married couples, any couples dating, whatever of, you know, just experiencing obviously an extremely tough challenge, but just a challenge overall how do like obviously you guys have overcome plenty of them. How do you feel like y'all have done that well? It's a great question. Thanks. Um, <laughs> well, that's a really great question. You are so. I think the biggest thing is really sitting in it together. Mm-hmm. I think it can be so easy to be like, I need my space to process this. You need your space, and to not feel that together. But Travis and I, well, we have done that. All of our initial challenges like that, we sit in it together. Whether it's our frustrations or grieving like we're in the same room processing Mm -hmm. those emotions even the uncomfortableness of that it's still brought us closer still for me felt like some of the most intimate moments because Mm -hmm. we're just both so vulnerable your partner is the only one who really knows you better than anyone else you know they see you and the good the bad and the ugly and that's really vulnerable Mm -hmm. and when you face challenges it's very uncomfortable but being able to sit in that together it almost brings like another closeness 
another closeness, I would say, which is great because that builds your strength in your marriage and your partnership. Again, you can always take time, you know, to process separately. And I encourage that too, because yeah. we have done that as well. But we have never shied away from sitting in those things together. And that's that. been huge. I think that takes a lot of courage yeah. too. Yeah. I'm a very... I don't want my partner to be mad at me or anything. Oh, so I'm no. like, <laughs> yeah. what can I do to help you? I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm grown. it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. How do you think your prayer life has changed since this happened? <laughs> yeah. I've started praying a whole lot more. <laughs> Probably in my sleep too. <laughs> I, lo- I love the, you had like the prayer room. Oh yeah. That's a really cool story. That's right. In our daughter's room, um, yeah, I'm going to post scriptures on her wall. You know, people mm-hmm. post it when they build a house, you know, they post yeah. it on the beams and I thought, I'm going to do this. So we have posted, we've um, printed out and, and written out scriptures and placed them all over the walls in our room. We probably have a, maybe 30, 30 all over the walls, you know, just like declaring truth of uh, God's promises and who he is and who he says he is and verses about children and verses about, you know, hope and faith and the impossible. So yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I have, um, I love that. I've been in the word probably a lot more than I have for a little while. Where do you find hope when faith is challenged? Where, like, where do you find hope during this time more than anything? I find, I find hope in, in the word and in scripture, but I do find hope in the things that the Lord has directly told me because I know it's him. I find so much hope in that. Mm-hmm. I was driving one day and I felt the Lord saying, like, when I ha- when have I ever not come through for you? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, well, yeah, I'm not, like, concerned about that because you're right. Yeah. Like, that's not even a question in my head. Like, I know you're going to come through. It's just how you're going to come through, yeah. you know? Is it going to be in the womb? Is it going to be through the surgeries and the doctors, you know? Because work- God works through the- them as well. Yeah. But there's just so much that the Lord has spoken to me in our, our moments, and I think those are the things that I hold on to the most. Is that how you feel God the most is when you see those pictures and the dreams? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I feel him the most in those things. Yeah. And I will say um, that started when I was in YWAM, like learning how to hear God's voice. Oh, okay. So there was a week long session where they just teach you how to hear God's voice and Mm -hmm. And they explain it, and I explain it. When you learn to hear God's voice, it's like working out. Like you're working out muscles, Mm -hmm. and you need to continually work them out to learn, is this me or is this God? You know, who is this? And there were certain activities you could do where you could kind of separate the two, and I would just do that a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's learn. So so I I am confident now. Like, okay, let's do Lord, you know. Yeah. That's not me, (laughs) you know. That is true, because I feel like things, when I wasn't as faithful as I am now, I wouldn't pick up on as I do now, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, I, I truly notice the littlest things, and I'm like, wow, it's yeah. God trying to tell me something right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's wild how much, because before, he never spoke to me, and now I hear it a lot. Uh-huh. So when you hear, when you uh, say his voice, do you hear him audibly? I don't. It's more so like the pictures and the dreams. And the thoughts. And the yeah. thoughts that come to your mind. Yeah. But I know that when the thoughts come, they're so out of character for my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, yeah, I would never think that. Yeah. You know? Sometimes, when, I don't know why, but when I go for runs, I get random thoughts in my head, and I feel like that's the most when I'm at peace or I'm mm-hmm. in the moment because I'm just trying to get through this run, mm-hmm. and I know it's not me because I'm just trying to get through this run, and then a 
thing will pop in and it's a brilliant idea. And I'm like, I just came out of nowhere. <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go call my friend and tell her that right now. <laughs> I think that is crazy. That. Like, like I get the thoughts too. And I, and I hear people say that all the time. I say it myself. Like, I just knew it wasn't me. But like, yeah. any, like, I, I just feel like if you say that to a non-believer, they'd be like, it was you. You got the thought, you know? And, it, right. and it's something that's can be so like simple like, like that. Like, yeah, duh, it was your thought. You thought it, right? And it's like, right. yes. But until you experience it, mm-hmm. truly, like, I, I, it doesn't happen to me like crazy all the time or anything. But like, I remember one day I sat, I was sitting on my bed and it was one of the first times it ever happened. And I was, just, I had read a book. I, w- I don't even... Maybe I was just becoming a Christian. I don't know. I can't remember. But I just read a book. I really tried to start dissecting, like, the things in my life and all the, whatever. But it started off with something so simple. Like, probably a boy. I don't even know. And I was like, why does he like me? Who knows? And then, like, goes down and goes down and goes down. And it it hit me in a root. And I was just like it, – it, like, almost took my breath away. And I was like, that wasn't me. Like, I just knew it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. there is no way that my consciousness could have taken me that deep. It was almost like I was in a therapy session without a therapist sitting across from me. Like, it just, it was like, so I think it was about, like, honestly, I was dealing with, it took me to a root of abandonment. And I was breaking down all these relationships in my life. And God checked me. And he was like, this is where this comes from. You have a root of abandonment. Why are you doing this to other people? I remember it actually. It's coming back to me. It was Whoa, two summers wow. ago after I got baptized and I completely pushed everyone away from me because I just felt like no one cared and no one whatever. I The enemy truly attacked me and I pushed everyone away. And then I sat there and I was like, woe is me, you know, kind of thing. And then God took me and it was like, you are doing this because of the behavior that you've been taught. And mm-hmm. like, why on earth would you why on earth would you feel like you can just leave them and abandon them when like this is what's happened to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it was just such a check. And I remember I like called up some of the girls and I was like, I'm sorry. Like I did this. Like, and I've been sitting here mad at you and this is me, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was like one of the first times I was like, this isn't, that wasn't me. I wouldn't have got there on my own. Mm -mm. (laughs) Well, just like you had that breakthrough. I know we talked about why, like why me, what's going on and what I've learned at least and I know it maybe people never figure out the why or in this lifetime at least but for me I've had the strongest breakthroughs with God when it just clicks and I finally realize the why Mm -hmm. like even in my own journey with disease and not understanding why people had to leave early in life and all these crazy events there's these moments that click and he's like, this is exactly why I did it because you wouldn't be doing this or telling this person or inspiring that person or mm-hmm. telling that story or you wouldn't be as close to me as you are now. Mm-hmm. And so all mm-hmm. these things trickle together and it's, I, I'm at peace with it, you know? And Absolutely. I pray that over you too is just having peace in the why, even though we don't know why right now. Yeah. I feel that so much because I can reflect on things in life where I'm like, Wow. That's what you were doing. Okay. Yeah. You know? And it, sometimes some of them took years. I mean, mm-hmm. years on years on years. But yes. And some come a week later. But yeah, I guess that's all on God's time as well. You may never know. It's his time when he wants it to click for you too. Absolutely. <laughs> I can pray out. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I know. Thank you for having me. You are me. so brave for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share our story. Oh, of course. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for getting us here safely tonight, and thank you 
first off for just aligning Hannah and Haley's stories in the way that you have on this podcast. I think that's so unique and cool. Um, but also just for giving us Hannah in this community and allowing her to make community first and then share her story with us so that we can pray in that with her and encourage her and all the things and that she can come to you in her anger, her sadness, her joy, but she can also come to a community of women that love her and will sit with her in that. And that she is a loving husband that will also sit with her in that. And God, I pray for Travis, that he can be the man that Hannah needs her to be, that he can just carry them and bring ease to this relationship and this family. God, we pray in her heart and that you just work a miracle in her and start. God, and all in your time, and when even when you show up in the 11th hour, you make that hour beautiful and magical, and you will show up, and we will have a beautiful baby girl to celebrate and hold, and we just pray for her continued health throughout her life. In your name, amen. 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 amen.